in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Welcome into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. You can hear us everywhere, everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. And you can also um, check us out on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. While you're on the YouTube channel, check out the description of this video. As you can get in on the battle for the belt, it is coming up. The deadline to get in on the contest is fast approaching. September 9th. It is two weeks from tomorrow. And, and, and the belt is ordered. The belt is on its way. And the belt is sweet. We are the sportsocracy. Back in full force, Jeremy Feels Green. weird to be working. First- like I haven't actually done things in two days. <laughs> He's been uh, off for four of the last five days, so it feels kind of odd for him to actually have to do some heavy lifting around here. Actual work. (laughs) But we welcome him back. We welcome you into the program as well. And we are just one day away. One day away from getting the first picks of the college football season. Oh, and we got some bangers. Week zero bangers. This is this is these are the best low key bangers we've had since Creed broke up in the early 2000s. <laughs> we got the North Carolina Tar Heels going to be playing on uh, this weekend and uh, it's Saturday night against Florida A and M. And coming up is our first check in with Jones Angel, our first Tar Heel time with Jones Angel since the basketball season at four o'clock. The voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels will be joining us to talk about, of course, the season preview. We'll talk about the new quarterback in town, Drake May, going to take over the, uh, the the spot there, obviously vacated by Sam Howell, who could be the starter in Washington here pretty soon. Uh, we'll talk to him about all things Tar Heels, plus, of course, everything in the NFL. I have one of the greatest weird stories in the history, or outside stories, excuse me, in the history of this show. Yes. There is a school that I I greatly enjoy, we'll say, poking a little fun at, that has given me a whole new reason to do so. And I'm going to have to tell this story very, very delicately. <laughs> we'll get into all of it outside. Uh, weird news. With, uh, of course, the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. We'll talk NFL trade possibilities here before the season starts. What we've learned in both the NFC and the AFC throughout the preseason. We'll have a daily draft at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. I'm not actually sure that the most important message today is don't do crimes. Oh. Because there may be a a more important message. Okay. Bet the under on Dallas Cowboy wins. (laughs) I don't care what you get it at. There are still places that it's 10 and a half. Uh, Under. Let me put this as clearly as I can. With the way things sit in Gerald world right now, the only way they're winning 10 and a half games is if they play 27 of them. 
And last time I looked, that's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, bad news for the Dallas Cowboys as uh, Tyron Smith is going to have to have surgery. He's he out might, until at least December. He might be back in December, but even that seems to be a pie in the sky kind of thing right now. I didn't know that it was possible to hate this team in 2022 more than I do. Found, Found a it. way. Found a way. You take away the uh, multiple Pro Bowl uh, left tackle, and the backup plan is we're Josh fine. Josh Ball. We're fine. We're fine. Matt Willetsko. Yeah. Avante Collins, who hasn't played a game since 2019. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is a microcosm of why I have been so far out on the Dallas Cowboys. How many games has Tyron Smith missed in the last two years? There's oh, only been 33. Yeah, it's it, it's been a bunch. It's 20. 20. And your backup plan was Josh Ball. Okay, then. The Dallas Cowboys are the greatest cyclical entity in all of sports. Okay. I could argue the LA Lakers are close. But this is the same pendulum that swings about every 10 years. And we're officially to my personal favorite time, which is Jerry Jones goes full lunatic and is now micromanaging everything in this building. And it doesn't make even the vaguest lick of sense. Tyron Smith tears his left hamstring and the reports are it came off the bone. So they are having to reattach it completely. And now Dallas has a major problem on their offensive line. They were already, you know, they already had question marks. You were bad on the offensive line as it sat. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to take your fun first round draft pick, Tyler Smith. He can play on the left side. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure he could. It's just not going to go well. What happens to the Dallas Cowboys with no Tyron Smith on the field? Glad you asked. Their yards per rush goes down seven-tenths of a yard. And this is not some just small sample size. This has happened a lot in the last two years. Mm -hmm. I already had huge questions about your ability to run, about your ability to put up points the way you're going to have to, and about your defense. What is there to like? That's what I cannot wrap my head around. I've gotten more flack about things I've said about the Dallas Cowboys than almost any team in the league. Mm-hmm. What is it that I'm supposed to feel good about? Dak Prescott? Yeah. Who's at best the 12th best quarterback in this league? And I think I'm being generous. Still. Because that puts him ahead of Kirk Cousins, and I'm not sure he should be. Mm-hmm. Still, I mean, he's he is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Top you half. Got, That's You got one of the best running back tandems in the league. I don't know that you do. Oh, come on. Between Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, they're on that short list of running Ezekiel back Elliott's tandems. been horrid. Horrid. And do you not find it weird that the two years where we went, how in the world did you pay this guy? Were the two years that Tyron Smith weren't on the field? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not going to be this year either. So what am I supposed to feel warm and fuzzy about? Tony Pollard, who's never had more than 130 carries in a season? Michael Gallup's not going to be on the pup list. Ooh. He could be back within ah. the first four weeks of the season. Yes. 
Great. I don't care. There's nothing to feel good about here. And I'm going to double down on something I've said more than once this season. Philadelphia Eagles are going to walk this division. That part's not even debatable at this point to Mm me. There are two sides to every argument. The right side and the wrong side. You want to hang on to that Dallas Cowboy delusion? More power to you. But it's the wrong side. Now the question is, how bad is this actually going to get? And I fully believe it's worse than you think. Worse than you think. So so if you were putting a new number on it, if you're putting a new number on Dallas seven and Cowboys, seven and a half. And I take the under. Really? I could see Mike McCarthy not making it to Halloween. Hmm. What's the worst possible way you could start the season? If you're the Dallas Cowboys, what's who are the last two teams you could possibly want to see coming in here? Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's one. And the Cincinnati Bengals. And there's two. Yeah. I could see them losing by four touchdowns two times in a row at home. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the Giants. I'm not saying you're going to lose to the Giants. It'll be closer than you think. Mm-hmm. Catch Washington. Okay, maybe you win that. You're two and two. Everything's feeling hunky-dunky. Mm-hmm. Then you go on the road to the LA Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles. You're not even in the ballpark of them. You're closer to the Jets than you are to four of the six teams I just said. Right. And then you bounce back, bounce back to 500 with Detroit and Chicago. And then? And then you go Green Bay and Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So you're back to two under 500. And then you get New York. You'll lose one of those two games to the Giants. Maybe. Mark my words. They will lose one of those two games to the Giants. And then they got Indianapolis. Loss. Not close. And then you go Houston at Jacksonville. So that could be two wins. I don't think it will be. I'm not sure it's a win. Really? I'm not sure it's a win. Just just banking on attrition of this team over the season. But you're missing a point. You're missing a point. Okay. Mindset. This team has been, I'm not going to say propped up, but there's been this myth that they're the best team in the NFC East and everything. What do you think is going to happen when you're 0-2 two weeks in a row at home? Jerry Jones does a radio hit every single week. What dumb thing do you think is going to come out of his mouth in very short order? Mike McCarthy will be the least secure person in the Western Hemisphere two weeks into the season. Sure. And then it all comes tumbling after. Because then you got Dan Quinn, who's basically already been anointed as well, that's our guy. We we, we, we couldn't lose Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. You'll have the Sean Payton thing out there. The offense is going to be a disaster, putting the defense in a bad situation. I could easily see this being one of the five worst teams in the NFL. Wow. I could easily see this being one of the five worst teams in the NFL. Because you know what the difference is between, I'll use the team you just said, the Houston Texans and Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Expectations. There are zero in Houston. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to get loud. There's not going to be a beat writer talking about Lovey Smith's job no. or Davis Mills. Is he worth the money? Or why are we paying Damian Pierce? None of those things happen. All of those things happen in Dallas. Mm-hmm. It could get loud. It could get ugly. And probably the worst person to be facilitating all these things is old Jerry himself. And if that does happen, if the Dallas Cowboys are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, you won't see Mike McCarthy anymore. You will have a head coaching change midseason before Tyron Smith can ever come back. He 
probably won't even come back. Well, I mean, why would he? Right, exactly. You're going to be four if games you, below 500 by the time he could come back. Right. If you're at that point in December, why even bother? You're going to need a lot of uh, unknowns to step up and play big. You're going to need a lot of people to be better than they are, mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Big trouble in Big D. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. Roots and wings, the two greatest gifts any parent can give their kid. But when it's time for them to head off to college, there's also groceries, laundry detergent, notebook paper, ironing instructions, and futons that assemble with parts left over. At Ingalls, we have all the comforts of home right around the corner. We know that life's biggest steps are best taken with faith and trust in the ones you love the most. Ingalls. All the ingredients for family. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828 51663. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys. The hits just keep on coming. You were already starting out with question marks on your offensive line. And now Tyron Smith has gone down and is going to miss. 11, 12 games? At least. At least this season. He has not played a full season since 2015. And so, I mean, is this the Dallas Cowboys or just... I mean, I mean, are they one of the worst franchises in the league because they didn't have more depth on the offensive line? I can't figure out how you went into a season planning on this. First of all, if Tyler Smith is your... If that's your backup plan Mm -hmm. he holds so often that four-year-olds with their blankies are jealous of him (laughs) so if that's your plan you will be the most penalized team in the nfl i promise you if you remember what i say about tyler smith when he got drafted Mm -hmm. he's a guard he's a guard he's a guard right unless he goes to new orleans where they find a way to turn guards into tackles this is not new orleans no and from what we're hearing the plan is to keep Tyler Smith at guard. And play Josh Ball or Matt Willetsko, who, oh, by the way, has missed the entire camp. Mm-hmm. Get out of North Dakota. Yeah, I liked. He's got a shoulder injury or something. And I, I believe. believe he's either just come back or is in the process of working back. Let me ask you this. What unit on this team do you actually feel good about? Because to me, there's one. I'd say the linebackers. That's the only one. 
Anthony Barr, Micah Parsons, Leighton Van Der Esch. Mm-hmm. Defensive line. That, that, that making you feel warm and fuzzy after losing Randy Gregory? Not really. Dante Fowler is going to be counted on to be your situational pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Of which he would be the best pass rusher in the history of the USFL. It's definitely not the secondary. We know the trouble's there, despite the fact that they had so many turnovers last year. They also got lit up by every opposing passing game. Well, I mean, that's one of the things nobody wants to talk about with Trayvon Diggs. Do do you know what you have to be to have that many interceptions? Picked on. Quarterbacks have to be willing to throw at you. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not this lockdown part of this defense that everybody seems to think it is. And so I I am a big proponent of tell me how that's going to happen. All right, let's just let's play devil's advocate. Let's say this team lives up to that 10-win expectation. Mm-hmm. Tell me how that's going to happen. I can't. And that's the problem. I, I can't. I mean, I, I mean, Because you would have to actually somehow believe they're going to beat Tampa Bay in week one mm-hmm. with Tom Brady, who has heard all of the things that we've all said about something's up. Yep. So what is he going to do? We've seen Tom do this plenty of times. Mm-hmm. At least week one, he will be on a mission to shut people up. Absolutely. Then you catch the AFC, the defending AFC champions that you're going to have to shoot out with. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles twice. Green Bay at Minnesota at Jacksonville, at Tennessee. You have to win two of those. Not one. Not get lucky and something weird happened. You have to win two of those. Mm-hmm. And win every game that you're supposed to against teams that are as good as you or worse. It's not going to happen. This is a historic letdown franchise. They're never as good as they're billed to be. Fact or fiction? Fact. A- and now I don't actually think you're that good. Not since 93 anyway. Now I don't even think you're that good. And I will argue, I think the Washington football team is better than they are. Or the Washington Commanders. Okay. What position does Dallas scare you more than Washington? Quarterback where he's going to be running for his absolute life. By the way, check Dak Prescott's quarterback rating without Tyron Smith. Mm -hmm. Because it goes down about 35 points. He becomes very mm, middle of the packy without Tyron Smith. Mm-hmm. Now he has no Amari Cooper, no weapons. I could argue the weapons are bottom five of the NFL. This is Houston what? Texan level bad. To me. With Their Lamb two and is Jalen Tolbert. I don't care about Dalton Schultz. I've heard that name about a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about every good tight end in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they all have in common? What's that? Guys on the outside. You ever notice San Francisco has a ton of guys that can get open on the outside mm-hmm. it's because you need that because if i can just absolutely pack it in your tight end becomes irrelevant dalton schultz is not outrunning anybody he's a four seven tight end where does he benefit having amari cooper and cd lamb on the outside that can take the top off the defense mm-hmm. you have no one that can do that well but but jalen Tolbert, who played at south alabama last year yeah he's fast if you breathe on him he will fall down and I like the kid. I'm not trying to throw shade on him. You have stepped every person on this roster up one step above where they should be. Mm-hmm. And you mix that with the expectations and it being Dallas. And this has train wreck written all over it. It does indeed. 
You may think, you know, you may look at today's news and go, oh, it's fine. We played without Tyron Smith before. Yeah, you have. What did you say? 20 games in the last 33 Mm -hmm. have been played without Tyron Smith. Do you really want to do that again? Do you want to be that team again? Do you want to go back to just being okay? Because that's what they were. There's a there's a a nice back and forth going on in the YouTube comments about the Giants. The difference between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants right now mm-hmm. is fractional at best. Fractional. Fractional at best. Who has better weapons right now? It's not debatable. It's the Giants. It's not even close. Colin Johnson, who was going to be there five, would have been the two in Dallas. And you wouldn't have even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, who's better? New York Giants, not close. Yep. Defensive line, who's better? New, New York, York Giants, Giants, not close. Secondary, who's better? New York Giants, closer. Mm-hmm. Not, no doubter. But that, that's just what's funny to me. I know the Giants have been an also-ran forever. I now believe in your coach, and I believe in your talent more mm-hmm. than I do this team. But I still feel like you have as many questions with the Giants as you do with the Cowboys. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying like you don't. That's okay, why I said right. the difference is fractional. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I want to say Dallas finishes dead last in this division by two solid games. That's what I want to say. I'm not going to do that. Good for you. Because that's, okay, that's going to look a little, little, little tinfoil on your head. A yeah. little kooky. But it's not that out of the realm of possibility. No, it's not. It's not out of the realm of possibility. You know, I, I feel like it's, it, you know, you probably shouldn't be putting any wagers on them to be the worst team in the NFL. Most like, did you see this story? There have been there have been two wagers placed at sports books for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be the worst team in the NFL. Those people are stupid. Somebody put down like three hundred bucks at one casino, and somebody else put down like four hundred dollars at another. That's casino. just chasing a big number. Yeah, they're chasing a huge number. Obviously, because it would the payouts would be like a hundred thousand dollars or something. I'll be honest. As soon as I saw the Tyron Smith news today, mm-hmm. I already had under ten and a half. First thing I did, double down. What is it right now? It's nine and a half. The active line today was under nine and a half, and mm-hmm. I took it as aggressively as they would allow me to. And Philadelphia to win the NFC East, because to me, neither of those things are even debatable. Right. Short of an alien abduction, or I, I don't even know what else could happen. The Philadelphia Eagles disappear into the Bermuda Triangle. I, I, that's what it would take. For anybody else to win this division, I don't care how good Jalen Hurts is. He doesn't have to be great. Mm-hmm. The defense is terrifying. That's the only unit in this tire in this entire division that I know almost exactly what I'm getting. And I'm gonna sit back and laugh and laugh, laugh. and laugh. I feel bad for Tyron Smith. I really do. I have zero sympathy for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. This is like having a really shoddy car. You have a car that is just completely non-dependable. It breaks down all the time, and that's your only means of transportation. And you make absolutely no concessions. You don't even know what the bus schedule looks like Mm -hmm. because all my eggs are in this basket. Well, when it explodes, I have zero sympathy for you. Well, the way the Dallas Cowboys have run their organization over the last few years, giving out major, major contracts to their star players, 
it hampers you from building any kind of depth. And if you remember, I mean, they've got $20 million in cash money, mm-hmm. so they could go chase Eric Fisher. Here's what I'll tell you. Multiple teams have investigated it. Nobody got to even step two. That should tell you a lot. Right. But this is what I said when you gave Dak Prescott the money. You want to pay a top 15 quarterback as a top five guy, you get what you get. Hashtag Cowboys aren't real. Uh, It's going to be huge problems for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Coming up next, we'll get just a bit outside and we'll talk about some possible trade scenarios for the NFL as we head into this season. Attention, it's time for the morning announcements. Make sure your parents are aware of the Ingalls Tools for Schools program and ask them to link their Ingalls Advantage card to our school. Remember, you have to do it each year. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And welcome back into the Ingles studio. We're always brought to you by Ingles Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and we've got controversy coming up in college football. Week zero. I know you're going to be really intent on the Jacksonville State St. Uh, Steve F. Austin. That's hard for me to say. Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin matchup in week zero. Somebody who is uh, already Might have a wager for that tomorrow. making excuses. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is making excuses. Maybe he's really, really upset about it. But uh, you remember the name Rich Rodriguez? Oh, I know it well. Oh, Jeremy loved it when he was the head coach of his uh, West Virginia Mountaineers. Well, those were good times. They were good now, times. Now, it aged like cheese, but it was good, good times. It, it was good. good for a minute. Well, Rich Rod is now the head coach of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks, and he is not very happy because he told reporters this week that Jacksonville State became aware that Stevie Awesome had sent in some spies Apparently, they sent some uh, some representatives, or at least one representative, to their spring game. And they've caught somebody with a camera at one of their practices not too long ago. They didn't say when it was, like if it was this past week, or if it was two weeks ago, or whatever. 
but he told the story that this guy uh, had been spotted by Rich Rod's daughter. And she said she alerted everybody on the sidelines. There's a guy with a camera up there. All of that. So he sent out the strength and conditioning coach. Of which that's who you send. Who is six foot seven, three hundred and fifty pounds and bench presses a thousand. Uh yeah, he's <laughs> and probably a little unhinged if I had a wager. Oh yeah. He said I said the biggest guy in our program, uh, one of our assistants, the strength coaches, sent him up to the bleachers to run this guy off, and he disappeared pretty quickly. Now obviously he's you know he says stuff like this happens he's heard about it happening from time to time we've heard about it in the nfl the spygate scenario with the new england patriots and all of that if you were if you were a head coach are you are you terribly upset that someone's filming your practices i could care less but i will say there is no job that i think i want more than to be the strength and conditioning coach that they send when something like this happens. Right. Like, I'd run. You should run away right, right now. Go take care of this immediately. Mongo! So, smash! So if it ends up that the Lumberjacks get the better of the Gamecocks this week, Rich Rod's got a fallback of, they cheated! So your story was about the Gamecocks of uh, Jacksonville yeah. State. Yeah. Mine? Uh, is about the Gamecocks of South Carolina. Okay. I was today years old when I found out they had a live mascot. They did you know they had a rooster? I did not. I did not know that. I am going to have to tell this story so delicately <laughs> that it is just bear with me, okay? The the live rooster's name is Sir Big Spur. Mm-hmm. Really make sure you enunciate during this story. Well, apparently, some boosters actually own this rooster. Okay. And it was the Albertellis. Well, they just sold the rooster to Beth and Van Clark. But there were some stipulations on the sale of the rooster. Okay. One of those was that they could use the name Big Sir Spur. Mm -hmm. But they had to re-up it every year. Well, apparently, the Albertellis are a little perturbed that the Clarks are not trimming the thing around the the, the, the rooster's head. They're I don't not, know what it's called. They're not it's, giving him a haircut? It, 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 that's what they called it in the story. And apparently, you do that to make the rooster look like a fighting rooster. Yes. So now, the former owners have said, you can continue to use the rooster, but you cannot call him Big Sir Spur. Because you won't give him a haircut. Because you won't give him a haircut. So with nine days before the season, South Carolina has put out a poll to its fan base to rename this chicken. Mm-hmm. This is the spot where I have to be very careful what I say. <laughs> Here are some of the options. Marco Pollo. Not bad. Captain Cluck. Yeah, it's awful. Cockadoodle Dude. Stop. Brewster. Brewster? Brewster. Mm. One of my personal favorites, Cluck Norris. I like that okay. one a lot. All right, yeah. But there is currently a, a potential name that is very easily winning the competition, and I can't really say it on this show. Oh, sure you can. It is the Gamecock Commander, 
minus the, the game. game. <laughs> I have never wanted something to happen in college football so bad in my life. Can you and imagine every, week and every one? Every time he gets referred to during the game, you have to bleep it out. Yeah. Can you imagine they named this this rooster this? And now every analyst that covers the South Carolina game has to come up with, I don't know how to say that. Mm-mm. I don't know how to call him that. Um, can, can we just go with Clark Norris? Right. That is the most South Carolina thing I've ever heard in my life. 100%. By the way, it has over 60% of the vote as of last check right before the show of started. Of course it does. I These are have, SEC <clears throat> fans. Of course I it might does. have voted for it no less than the number of Google accounts that I have, <laughs> which is more than one and less than you just wanted to. You just wanted to make sure that this I happens. want this to happen so bad. I didn't even know this creature existed. I didn't either. I had no idea. There's a picture of Shane Beamer after the Duke's Mayo Bowl, and he's holding it up. And the picture, you remember the episode of Seinfeld with Little Jerry? Mm-mm. It was a you fighting know. rooster. Yeah. You and, know you know me. And, and, and Kramer holds it up and it starts flapping. That's exactly what Shane Beamer looks like in this picture. I had no clue. And now I, I only will refer to him by one name. And I don't care what wins. <laughs> that will be his name forever. Forever. Okay. Good night. Some of the other names that were that were thrown out there to rename this chicken. Mr. Chicken Scratch. Awful. I Bi- called all the bad ones. Big Daddy Can't Be Fried? Uh okay. Uh, all right, I take it back. I now I kinda want that one. You like that, that one? was not in the final poll. Kapow the foul foul. So you spell awful, it differently. Awful. <laughs> Horrid. Old razor feet. <laughs> That's bad, too. Although it would get Rex Ryan excited. Uh, uh, the only winners here are the first one you said, <laughs> Cluck Norris, and the one that I'm not allowed to say. Uh, Demon Cockadoodle. <laughs> this is too this is too good i like this why did no one ask shane beaker the tiger clucker (laughs) (laughs) yeah there has never been a time where we have had to be more careful Uh uh-huh and then this one i think might be my favorite the dirt pecker decker so go and vote right now where you can where can you vote where is it on the game box uh, i'll share it i'll share it i have no fear (laughs) I'll share it. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, you know, I, I mean, Big Sir, what was it? Big Sir Big Spur? Big Sir Spur. Yeah. First of all, that name is not good. If you're going to use one that you can at least use, it's Cluck Norris, and it's not even close. I I would tend to agree. Coming up before the uh, NFL season starts, we got roster cuts. They're going to have to happen, and they're going to be got, they're going to be good players that don't make rosters. Mm-hmm. Uh, T's and P's. We got to say our prayers uh, for Jeremy Green.
because Auden Tate got cut loose by the Atlanta Falcons. It's okay. Another uh, a smart team will pick him up and, and turn him into the perennial pro bowler that we all know he Come will be. Come on, Chicago Bears. 100%. I am rooting for the Chicago Bears. He's the two in Chicago immediately. Yeah, hey, I think he'd be the one. I'm not sure that you're not right. <laughs> so as the final roster cuts are being made, who's going to make a trade? Who could be on the trade block? There is a name that has been said a lot of times, and this is why I wanted to talk about this. Mm -hmm. I am a huge proponent of where there is smoke, there is at least a little bit of fire. And there is a player that I have told you, and I have told sports freak Brian Hall, who is a huge Miami Dolphins fan, I don't know how this guy fits in your system. And it seems like this has gotten louder and louder and louder and louder, and now it's to the point that Mike McDaniel had to address it. Mike Gesicki really he doesn't fit in the scheme he doesn't mm -hmm. if you've watched the New York Jets the San Francisco 49ers any team that runs a a variation of the Shanahan offense there is one thing that is very important with your tight end blocking they have to be able to run away and block because they do it repeatedly it's what made George Kittle in the beginning mm -hmm. before we figured out oh <laughs> he He's he's good with the football in his hand. Mike Gesicki can't do that. And the more time's going on, I can't tell you that anything's actually going to happen. This has gotten so loud that I feel like it's at least been discussed. Mm -hmm. Now, there's one place that makes just all the sense in the world, and it would not involve him moving all that far. Am I going to like how this gets? It's your Tampa Bay yes. Buccaneers. That's the only. Please. I've gone through the entire league. Please. Who is going to pay $10 million to a tight end? Mm -hmm. Your team's the one that makes sense. Absolutely. Your team is the one that makes sense. Tom has always been beholden to tight ends. You currently do not really have one. Mm -mm. And I would get it. I would get it. We got Kyle Rudolph and Cameron Brait. Woo! And Kate Otten. You throw Mike Gusecki on there, then it makes me feel a little bit better about the uh, losses that the, that we've had in the receiver room. And, and when, a, when a coach has to come out and actually acknowledge something like this, mm -hmm. that means it's gotten very loud. So I can't tell you that something's going to happen there, but that was the first name that came to my mind. Okay. Other than the obvious of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm, right. I'm tired. I'm tired of Jimmy. We can talk about Jimmy when Jimmy actually goes somewhere. Mm-hmm. But there are a slew of others, guys, that I, a running back in Cleveland is not making that roster. I feel very sure of that. Whether it's Dearness Johnson or Kareem Hunt, one of those two is not making that roster. They'll outright cut one of them. It's not a cut. It's one of them will get dealt. Oh, okay. They're too good. Yeah, I was going to say, Dearness Johnson came in and rushed for, I think it was over 500 yards last year in relief duty for Cleveland. And Nick one of Chubb. the ways I cut through these things, mm -hmm. I go back to the draft. The draft is – one of the things that's always entertained me about the draft is that you can watch what teams do, and it doesn't make even a small bit of sense until it does. Mm -hmm. Because if you remember, Cleveland did not have a ton of draft capital. Well, who did they draft? Jerome Ford. Ford, yeah. And at the time, I went, why would you waste a pick on a running – oh, oh. Well, see, when they did that, I thought, well, obviously, because Kareem Hunt's not coming back. 
after this year. I'm not sure it's not Dearness Johnson. Really? I'm not sure he's not worth more at this point. I know that sounds insane. Money on running he's backs. On a cheaper deal, yeah. Money with running backs is a lot like years with dogs. It accelerates really fast. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're paying Dearness Johnson nothing and you're paying Kareem Hunt really even anything at 27 years old, there's a discrepancy there. Yeah. About six and a half million dollars is what Kareem's making this year. Vaguely. So, I mean, I think the official number was like 6.4. But I can't remember what the actual cash value is. Mm-hmm. I know what the cap number is, but they you can't trust that anymore. The salary cap doesn't matter. We just rearrange but things just to make it work. It, it wouldn't, to me, it wouldn't make any sense for it to be Kareem. Kareem's already asked for the trade, and Cleveland's already publicly come out and said, we're not trading you. And and, and Jerome Ford does not do what Kareem Hunt does. He does what Dearness Johnson no, does. No, but Demetric Felton does. Not really, he, because he's still a receiver at the end of the day. I mean, I know he played some running back at UCLA, but it's very obvious when he's been out there. If you're going to use him as – and you know what I'm about to say because this Kareem Hunt's the great pass catcher. Right. That narrative drives me insane. But he's at least a threat. Mm-hmm. Jerome Ford is no threat. Dearness Johnson is not really any of a threat. Nick Chubb is not much of a threat. No. So the one that makes some sense is Dearness Johnson. And you look around the league and go, I can find a place for him. Mm-hmm. Somebody will give you something for him. And then there's a slew of wide receivers. If you need a receiver... And there's a bunch of teams that do. There are several guys that I can't tell you they're going to be cut out right, but I could see a path that they're on a different roster before the season starts. If you need to trim down, you need to change your lifestyle, get with my PhDWeightLoss.com. PhD Weight Loss has helped me lose 90 pounds since Thanksgiving, and this is the best I have ever felt in my adult life. I am now staring 200 pounds in the face and going, I cannot remember a time when i was 200 pounds the last couple days have been proof positive of what phd has done for me i played in the chamber golf tournament on tuesday had business meetings all day yesterday before phd that would have been a real chore because the actual physical exertion would have taken it out of me i wouldn't have had the energy that i did have yesterday and it's all thanks to the planning program of phd weight loss phd weight loss has the plan for you to get rid of your weight problem for good go to my phdweightloss.com phd weight loss the official weight loss program of the clemson tigers and their fans since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. 
I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. As the NFL teams have to make roster cuts... Cutting down those rosters before the start of the season. Some trades could be made. And, Jeremy, you feel like there are a lot of wide receivers that could this be on is, the market? This is a good time to need a wide receiver because there are several teams that have, I'm not going to say good rooms, but they're very full now. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the New England Patriots, which I cannot help but think that puts Nelson Aguilar out. I can't imagine they're going to move Kendrick Bourne. Mac Jones loves him. Mm-hmm. It, the only one that makes any sense is Nelson Aguilar. I would agree. But I don't know that he's a guy that you get anything for. Oh, I mean, none of these are going to be great value deals. No. But you can take a flyer on a guy. Uh, LaVisca Chenault. I, I I swear to you, if I, did, if I hadn't physically seen him on a sideline, I would put out a missing person for him. Mm-hmm. Because apparently Doug Peterson looks at him and just goes, nope, you're going to have to do something about your face because it is irritating me. Which is odd. This is now the second coach, second year in a row, that has been apparently Seacrest out on one of the most dynamic players that college football had, what, three years ago? And and that's the thing. He doesn't really have a position. That's the problem with LaVisca. I said that when he came out. Mm -hmm. Of He's going to have to learn to do something. Because currently, he's very good with the ball in his hand, but he doesn't really do anything else. I I do think he will end up getting moved. I don't think they will outright cut him, but I could see somebody ponying up a conditional five for him. Mm -hmm. He's just too talented to be this irrelevant. And I'll say the same thing about a guy that plays with the the, the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Rager. Yeah. When he's been healthy and on the field, he's been okay. okay. He's had moments. Yeah. I would say he's a much cheaper version of Nelson Aguilar. But for somebody who was the you know a top 25 pick in the NFL draft. One spot you, ahead of Justin Jefferson. Right. You got to have more than that. You've got to have more than just every now and then he can stretch the field. Or every now and then he can catch a pass. You better d- just tap out. And then the one that if I was a GM, I would have already made the call. Mm-hmm. Darius Slayton. If I was the Chicago Bears, what do you want? He's going to be your five. I don't even care that Colin Johnson just got hurt. Right. You still have no plan for him whatsoever. He's already been passed on the death chart by Wondell Robinson. Oh, yeah. When they came out in three wide receiver sets, it was Galladay, Wondell Robinson, Kadarius Toney. Mm-hmm. You still had Colin Johnson, and you still have Sterling Shepard. You have no plan for Darius Slayton. 
let's talk. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, you're not trading him in the division. Make it, you know. I'm not saying for him, but make a move for one of these wide receivers. I feel like Dallas has to do something. They're one of the the Atlanta Falcons. I feel like you have to do something. Do you though? Oh, 100. percent You're I mean, going to be bad. Well, if you're, you're going to take bad, a flyer on one bad. of these, if I'm Atlanta, I'm calling on Lavisca Chenault, and you're going to have to tell me no. Mm-hmm. That's a young player that I can get for virtually nothing. Because there's a roster crunch in Jacksonville. You can't carry this guy. Mm-hmm. If I give you anything, I give you a pump to inflate your footballs with. It's better than what you're actually using him for. And those are things that I look at. Then there's then there's the two. And I could argue there's a third. Defensive players that does anything happen with them, yes or no. Roquan. I, I'm going to rate them in the order of likelihood that they actually get moved. So I will say Roquan one, Mm -hmm. Chuck Clark two, Jesse Bates three. Okay. I one of the things that's blown my mind the most over the course of this entire offseason is how little people seem to think of the three guys I just said. The Chicago Bears cannot actively get a two for Roquan Smith. That's insane. Nobody cares. They're just uh I mean, because Chicago has entertained the idea of moving. Mm-hmm. Nobody is receptive to the price. Well, because you know you're going to have to pay him. The paying him is a big deal, and he plays just a really non-valuable position. Mm-hmm. Off-ball linebacker and running back are not valuable positions in this league anymore. Mm-hmm. And is he a guy that you want to pay $17 million to? Well, the fear that a lot of teams come up with is, is our third highest paid player really going to be an off-ball linebacker? And there are teams that they put no credence to that whatsoever. Right. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But Jesse, the, the Jesse Bates thing has blown my mind, too. So Roquan Smith is the most likely. I would say make. he is the most likely to be moved. Baltimore does not give guys away for less than market price, and they are not going to get market price on Chuck Clark. Mm-hmm. Because you have Kyle Hamilton and you have Marcus Williams. They know you're going to have to do something eventually. So you may not get what you want. It's just a question of when are you going to get rid of the problem? Because it's going to be really hard to play all three of them. And I, I, to me, Jesse Bates is the most movable of the three. But every team that I have heard anything about is totally out on the price. Really, Cincinnati apparently has no aversion to moving him. They think Daxton Hill can come in and take his spot immediately and they would not miss a beat. Mm-hmm. And based on what I saw, I don't necessarily know that I disagree with you. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We got our first Tar Heel time of the football season coming up after the Sports Center update. The voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Jones Angel, will join us to set the stage for this upcoming football season as they get ready to take on Florida A&M. Stick with us. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Coming to you live from the Ingalls studio. As always, Ingalls Supermarkets, 
Low prices, love the savings, and it is time for the Tar Heels. Tar Heel time with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, back with us once again. Jones, the last time we were talking to you, we were all getting ramped up for the uh, for the for the final four, and it was just you know hog heaven basically for the Tar Heels. Now. We got football season right around the corner. This Saturday night, we'll have the Tar Heels against Florida A&M, and you will hear it right here on ESPN Asheville. Jones, what are we looking like for the season this year? Yeah, Tank, great to be with you again. And, uh, boy, hard to believe that it's already time to do it, right? This is the, the second earliest start for Carolina in its history as far as the actual date of the game. Um, and, yeah, this week zero matchup with Florida A&M, I, I think – uh, a smart move by Carolina. Had the, this game had already been scheduled, but um, not necessarily as the first game, and there was some work done to make sure uh, that it did move to week zero because uh, if this was not Carolina's first game, uh, the next two on the Tar Heels schedule are on the road. They're at Appalachian State next week and then at uh, Georgia State the week after that. And the Tar Heels knew they'd have a, a young quarterback and uh, thought that it would probably be a good idea if uh, that young quarterback, whoever won that competition, uh, that we now know is Drake May, um, whoever won that competition would be making uh, either the very first start of their career, in the case of May, or the second start of their career, if it had been Jacoby Criswell, uh, would be this game. And so the Heels wanted to make sure that that was at home. And uh, so that's why they're starting so early, and, and they're ready to go. And, and you know, think this is, to me, a really important season for Carolina. I, I think – if you follow the Tar Heels closely, you know that they have been accruing better and better talent. You're starting to see some of that talent from this last recruiting class or two uh, populate the two deep a little bit more. And now it's time for that talent to, to start showing in the results on the field. And they'll start trying to do that coming up on Saturday. Obviously, Sam Howell no longer there. He's gone to the NFL playing for the Washington Commanders. We have high hopes for his uh, rookie season. Maybe he'll get a chance to start some games. Uh, but looking at the Tar Heels, we knew it was going to be a, a big battle between Drake May and Jacoby Criswell. Tell us uh, what the coaches are saying about uh, about Drake and why he got the nod. You know, I truly do think this was a, a really close competition. And, and there are times when you have, I can think, uh, and not that far or not that long ago for Carolina, when you're having a competition in the preseason or in training camp to try to decide who that quarterback is, and you just kind of have to choose somebody because you have to, even though nobody's really grabbed the job. I don't think that was the case here. I think either one of these guys um, would have been a solid choice and a good choice for Carolina. And the coaches truly do believe that either one of these two players um, could guide Carolina's offense and could move them up and down the field and, and could put some points on the board. Um, you know, and it was an equal uh, distribution of the reps um, as far as who was with the, the blue team, as Carolina calls it, or the white team. Um, and so it, it really was a true equal competition. You know, I think Drake May, just uh, according to the coaches, uh, they feel like he gives the team the better chance to win the game when he walks out there first right now. I don't think that means that you're never going to see Jacoby Criswell. I think he will play likely some on Saturday, and you will see him some throughout the year. In fact, Tank, I mean, it's more 
unusual to me what the Tar Heels have been able to do these last three years where they had one guy take pretty much every meaningful snap for three consecutive seasons. And there were a couple times, you know, Sam Howell did not play in the game against Wofford last year. There were a couple times in his freshman year where he was taken out for a series or two if he was struggling. But for the most part, he he took every snap for Carolina in a meaningful moment for three consecutive seasons. And and that's hard to do. And so uh, more times than not, you need (laughs) more than one uh, really good quarterback. And and the Tar Heels feel like they are in good position with those two guys right now. Well, the quarterback battle is it's not out of the way by any stretch. I mean, I was listening to uh, Phil Longo the other day doing his uh, press conference and saying that it was like trying to choose between his two daughters, whether he was <laughs> going to choose his 9-year-old or his 11-year-old, that it was just impossible to choose, but that they were going to start with Drake and, you know, he won't play the entire game, not expected to play the entire game with uh, Florida A&M. Uh, we'll see some Jacoby Criswell, and it could be uh, – it could be a, an evolving thing. Much yeah, like, and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, and and to better to better answer your your first question, you know, I think you know Drake May checks a lot of boxes, right? I mean, he he was a, a five star recruit. Not that that automatically means that you're going to be successful, but he's been identified as someone who has a high amount of talent for a long time now. He's got good size. He's almost six five. He, he can uh, he can really sling the football. He's mobile. I think he's much more mobile than you might give him credit for. Just whatever you're picturing in your head uh, for Drake May, I think he can probably move uh, a lot better than you may think. Um, And certainly he's got the the lineage at Carolina. Again, not that that necessarily played any role in this, but uh, his dad was a quarterback at Carolina. His mom was a cheerleader here. We know what his brother did for the basketball team. So, you know, there are a lot of things that make sense about this relationship. Not that, again, those played in the role in him earning this job, but I do think that that it is a, a natural fit. Uh, for Drake May at, at Carolina, and so, uh, but that's not to say that's also. I think it's worth remembering. Yeah, he's a redshirt freshman, and so uh, he just hadn't seen that much time. He played a half against Wofford last year, and so you know, will Drake May make some mistakes? Probably. Uh, will there be some series that the coaches just feel like, hey, you know what? Let's let's let him head to the sideline and just get a breather and regroup some. I think that's a, a viable thing that could happen, and um, that's why it is so great for the Tar Heels to be able to, to then uh, go to somebody else that they feel uh, they have a high amount of confidence in, in, in Jacoby Criswell. Talk about the running back room because, un- unfortunately, uh, who was penciled in to be the starter this year, British Brooks, suffered a, a season-ending injury, and so now it is it, it, it is a, you know, I don't want to say a revolving door, but you got a lot of guys to choose from uh, sure. at the running back position. I think DJ Jones is going to be the starter to start the season, but there's a lot of hype about George Petaway. Yeah, well, let's start with British Brooks. You know, first of all, you just you hate it for him individually. I mean, he's such a great story of somebody who came on as a walk-on, you know, earned time as a special teamer, then became the special team captain, then started earning some reps as a backup running back, and. And then now, you know, in his fifth year, was penciled in as the starter, and he was going to start this game uh, against Florida A&M. And so, Tank, first and foremost, you just hate it for him. Yeah, that, that's a, just such a tough story 
for the individual. Um, for the team, I think you're really losing a terrific leader, uh, an excellent special teams player as well. Um, the, the silver lining for Carolina there is I do think running back is a position that the heels are extraordinarily deep, and I think that they feel like they're pretty darn talented as well. You mentioned D.J. Jones, somebody who's been in uh, the program for the last couple of seasons. D.J.'s a good pass blocker, good pass catcher, um, a smaller guy. Carolina's wanted him to be uh, a more effective between-the-tackles type of runner. We'll see if he uh, can take some steps in that direction as this season moves along. He's had trouble staying healthy. That'll be important as well, uh, especially if you're going to be a guy that's going to get a bunch of carries. Um, Elijah Green's another player that has played played some in the past for Carolina, has really fast running back, uh, Caleb Hood. Um, Tario coaches really liked him last year. He got hurt early in the season and then just never could quite get back. And by the time he did, it was late, and he just wasn't, you know, there wasn't really enough time for him to get back in the mix. But, you know, he was somebody that uh, the Tario coaches liked last year and have liked again this year. And then you mentioned uh, one of two names that, that Carolina fans are, are likely going to hear a lot of, I think, at some point this season, and that's George Petaway along with Omarion Hampton. And those two true freshman running backs uh, are really, really talented. Uh, there's still things about the college game that they're going to have to learn and um, just nuances of the game that are more difficult at this level than, than the high school level. But they have some things that you just can't teach. And so, yeah, I think uh, Hampton and Petaway, uh, maybe not in game one tank, I don't know, but I think at some point this season they're going to become very familiar to Tar Heel fans. And, and, and you know, is that the, that, is that the future one-two punch, or at least that's got to be what the coaches are hoping this is going to be the next uh, Williams-Carter or Johnson & Johnson back from the days when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, certainly the Tar Heels have a long lineage of terrific running backs. You can go back to Amos Lawrence and Kelvin Bryan and you know, Derek Finner a little bit after them, uh, Natron Means, I mean, uh, Mike Voigt, if you want to go all the way back to the, the 70s. I mean, Carolina's had some uh, terrific running backs in its history. And, and Mac Brown in his, in his two tenures at Carolina has had some terrific running backs. And, you know, so those are big shoes to automatically say that these guys are going to be able to fill. But I do think the talent level is, is there for both of these players. And so uh, I know a lot of people around Carolina football are excited to see what they eventually become because uh, they think it could be pretty special. Josh Downs is uh, no doubt the, um, uh, I guess, the name that you know the most, the more yeah. familiar face on this offense um once you get past josh downs though how deep is that receiver core how deep is the talent there yeah it's a good question i think a viable or a valid question uh for for the tarials this season because there's no doubt you know josh downs is is by far the most experienced and proven player that carolina has on that side of the ball i mean you're talking about a guy who's coming off a season with 101 catches and more than 1,300 yards. Both of those were Carolina single-season records. Uh, He's rightfully a a preseason second-team All-America. I mean, he is one of the elite players at that position in the country. Uh, But I think also, Tank, by the end of last year, you saw teams really selling out to take him away. 
And so you've got to find other ways to move the football through the air if you're the Tar Heels. And they took an injury blow in that regard as well with Antoine Green uh, going down in, in the early portion of training camp. Uh, the good news with Antoine compared to British Brooks is he is expected to return uh, this season. The hope is uh, the Notre Dame game around that time period is the hope uh, for his return. So that will be good. A veteran player, a guy who's coming off a very good year as well, and Antoine Green hoping to get him back soon. So after you get past those two, I think there is talent, but there is some unproven talent. You're looking at Gavin Blackwell, who's had a terrific training camp for Carolina, but a redshirt freshman who only played a handful of snaps last year. Uh, you're looking at Kobe Pesor, uh, another young player who only played uh, a small amount last year. J.J. Jones, a second-year player who has uh, just played uh, he played a little bit in the second half of the season uh, last year for Carolina. All three of those guys are either sophomores or redshirt freshmen, so young players. Andre Green, uh, another true freshman that I think Carolina fans will know. And there's Antoine Green and Andre Green, both wide receivers, so they can get a little confusing. But uh, Andre's the freshman who uh, physically uh, looks the part already. He's big. He can run. He's got strong hands. Um, I think he's another one that, by the as this season matures, I think you'll learn a lot about if you're a Tar Heel fan. So the the numbers themselves at that position tank are a little lower. Carolina came into the season with, I believe it was eight total scholarship wide receivers, a little bit lower than, than you would like. But the talent is there. The depth, maybe not quite as much. So they're going to need to make sure that they can keep those guys healthy as they move through the year. Now, hopefully the, uh, the offensive line will be able to keep, uh, keep the new quarterback, uh, you know, whoever's in the game at the time, whether it be uh, Jacoby or Drake May, keep them healthy throughout the season, keep them protected, because that, that was a big problem that really shone through in that Virginia Tech game first off last year. It was a problem all season long. Uh, yeah, I think it was one of the three biggest problems that Carolina had last year just from a straight football perspective. One was penalties. You know, the Tar Heels just had way too many. They were 118th in the nation out of 130 teams as far as penalty yardage per game, um, and that just can't happen if you're going to be a good team. Uh, secondly was explosive plays allowed defensively. Uh, Carolina, and, and that kind of summed up, I thought, the defense in total last year, Tank, where uh, there would be some good moments, but it just wasn't consistent enough, and there were too many breakdowns that allowed some, some really huge chunk yardage type of plays. And, and then the third thing is the sacks. Yeah, Carolina gave up 49 of them. That, that's an incredible number. Uh, the fact that they were able to still move the ball and score the way they did with that amount of sacks is, is a credit to Phil Longo and Sam Howell and everybody else who was uh, helping uh, guide that offense. Um, but that's got to be better. You know, there, there were only three teams in the entire country that gave up more sacks per game than the Tar Heels did last year. And especially with a younger quarterback, um, this time around, you know, that, that, that could be even more dangerous if, if you're allowing those type of numbers. And so, you know, I think it, it's, a, it's a joint operation. The offensive line has to be better, and, and the quarterback has to make quick decisions with the football. And, and so, Carolina, it's been a point of emphasis since last year ended, and it absolutely has to improve for the Tar Heels to be better this year. And, Tank, honestly, they, they get a good challenge in that regard here in this uh, week zero game. You know, Florida A&M, while it is an FCS team, 
it, it was an extraordinarily quality defense a season ago. You know, they, they were really, really good. They gave up fewer than 300 yards per game, only allowed about 17 points. Uh, they forced 25 turnovers on the season, and they had more than 40 sacks as a team. Florida A&M did last year, including an individual, Isaiah Land, who led the nation, no matter what level of football, led the nation in sacks last year for an individual with 19. Uh, that's a big number. And so um, they get a good challenge. Again, it's an FCS opponent, but they get a good defense that has proven that it can get after uh, the opposition's quarterback, and, and that's something Carolina needs reps on here early in the year. Well, obviously the uh, the defense for the Tar Heels was lacking in some areas last year. You already mentioned the, uh, the you know, giving up uh, the explosive plays and such, but that's that's when you get on the friend to a get on the horn to an old friend yep. and call up Gene Chizik and he transformed this defense once. What's it been like since he's uh, been back in town? You know, a lot of the words, kind of the buzzwords that you hear from the Tariel defenders tank. You hear communication a lot. Um, you hear simplifying. I think that's a word you hear a lot in football. I, I think. From the Carolina perspective, it's not a scheme thing as more of it's just a, a fewer amount of checks and calls uh, that Carolina will go into any given week on. You know, Gene Chizik is very big on being fundamentally sound and letting your talent go play. And, and I mentioned that at the very beginning, that Carolina has upgraded its talent. I, I think the Heels continue to do that with the quality recruiting that they have had, particularly over these last three or four years. Um, and so Gene Chizik wants to go let that talent play, but he wants that talent to play with quality tackling and without penalties and being in the right place and communicating properly from position to position. And so Carolina may not try to do as much defensively. They still want to be multiple and uh, a challenge to figure out. Uh, but more than anything, they want to be fundamentally sound. They want to be good tacklers. They want to be in the right place. And they feel like they have uh, quality enough players that if they do those relatively basic things, that they should set themselves up for a high amount of success on that side of the ball. Well, we know that we're going to have one of the best secondaries in the conference with Tony Grimes and uh, Storm Duck coming back for another year. Uh, and and they're not the only ones. There there are some playmakers all over this defense. Yeah, got to stay. You know, Storm Duck's got to stay healthy. You know, he's a guy. I think he's only played eight games over the last two years. And so he's got a ton of talent, but he's just got to stay healthy. And um, the Carolina is facing a couple injuries in that secondary. You know, Jaquarius Conley um, tore his ACL uh, late in the year last year, so he's still working his way back. The hope is that he will be playing for Carolina by midseason, but is not ready. Uh, it's not expected to, to be anywhere close to being ready uh, here on on Saturday against Florida A and M. Um, but there are some talented players and. and you know, Tank, especially up front. You know, I, I really think Carolina's defensive line, and I thought this last year and I was wrong, but I, I just, you know, you're, you're seeing some of those same names, but you're also seeing some of those really talented young players that are starting to, to make a name for themselves and starting to see more opportunities. And, and gosh, I just feel like that defensive line can be really, really good. And, and if you have a good defensive line and you don't have to pressure to get pressure on the quarterback, if you can do it with four, uh, that just makes you so much more dangerous defensively. Uh, I don't know if the Tariels are there a hundred percent of the way but man it sure does feel like they're getting closer it looks like it on paper now it has to happen on the field 
And we'll see it happen uh, this Saturday night, 8-15, scheduled kickoff for the Tar Heels and Florida A&M. We'll have the coverage with Jones Angel and the rest of the crew right here on ESPN Asheville. And the game's all season long. Get your tickets now because I hear they're going fast. I saw the, the announcements that the Notre Dame game and the Virginia Tech game have already sold out, so get those tickets now. Yeah, and looking forward to a great crowd uh, on on Saturday night. And, you know, night kick, uh, first game uh, in a while in Keenan Stadium. It's not supposed to be too hot, which is always uh, uh, something you got to think about when you're kicking off in August. And, you know, need uh, a bunch of cool stuff going on around the game. There's an HBCU celebration. Florida A&M is a historically uh, black college. And so uh, Carolina, in conjunction with A&M, has done some cool things around the game. Florida A&M's band is going to be here, the Marching 100, uh, uh, universally known as one of the most entertaining and highest quality uh, marching bands uh, at this level and so uh, there should be some fun uh, pageantry around the game and and always excited to get the season started for sure you are in the sportocracy here on espn Asheville jones we will catch up with you next week sir glad to have you back for football season me too tank talk to you next week yes sir we will be right back here in the sportocracy on espn Asheville. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. Attention, it's time for the morning announcements. Make sure your parents are aware of the Ingalls Tools for Schools program and ask them to link their Ingalls Advantage card to our school. Remember, you have to do it each year. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? And welcome back into the sportsocracy. One little time out for Tar Heel time. And, uh, well, Aaron Donald loses his mind. This could be a potentially very, very large story. Yes. Uh, there is a video that has just come out from the Cincinnati Bengals LA Rams joint practice where Aaron Donald just went full Miles Garrett with two helmets in his hand. Oh, gosh. 
And, and the video is very damning. Uh, I see two hits with the helmet. He bounced one off somebody's head. Yes. I have no idea who it was, and I can't tell if they're in a helmet, but it certainly hit something. And they were able to push him away and push him to the ground uh, to stop the flailing of the helmet. But once Roger Goodell and the rest of the NFL gets a hold of this, it's not going to be good for Aaron. No, this is this is not going to be good. This is, and I'm telling you, you might think I'm overreacting to this. I could see a path where you don't see Aaron Donald for a minute. Well, what was Miles Garrett's uh, suspension? Ten games. He was suspended for the rest of that year, but I don't remember how long that actually was. Right. But then he was suspended for part of the next season too, wasn't he? Didn't he miss like the first three games in the next season? I don't. I can't remember off the top. No, of my he head. was reinstated at the beginning of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah this this could be bad for the L.A. Rams. Aaron Donald losing his mind at practice, and yeah, the the, the league just is not going to put. It up was with six this. games for Miles Garrett. Six games, and he was the first one to do it. So I, I I could easily see a path that this is more. Wow. I mean, you're one of the faces of this league on mm-hmm. the reigning Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. If you remember, I said something, uh, uh, what, about a week ago about joint practices? Yep. And, and I caught a lot of flack for that, especially from people inside the league that had heard what I said. I get the merit of joint practices. I do. They're, I, I would argue they're more beneficial than a preseason game is because you can set all of the narratives. The problem is you will do things in practice that you would not necessarily do if there was a camera on mm-hmm. you. And I, I think this is this may be the undoing of this. Uh, this video is really bad. I would not hate to see it, honestly. This video is really bad. The joint practices, while they may serve a purpose, they also... Well, I mean, this was a trial year. We've been mm-hmm. doing uh, doubling up with teams to mitigate the preseason... I, and again, I can't say this emphatically enough. I understand the the premise. I understand the value. This one event by itself may be enough. Mm-hmm. This may be enough that no team wants to do it moving forward. Well, we've already, I mean, this isn't the only one. We've, we've already seen fights break out at several of these joint practices. No, and fights are one thing. This is, you're not going to get out of this unscathed. Right. And I'll as clearly as i can say this just happened i mean we're within five minutes of this actual event happening so this is totally coming off the cuff i will be shocked if he doesn't end up suspended for half the year you are in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. we'll take another break when we come back we'll get weird and we'll talk about what we've learned through the preseason for the nfc did you know ingles only sells usda choice and prime cuts of meat maybe it's time to reward yourself Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. 
I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, back here in the sportsocracy, time to get weird. And wildlife officials down in Florida have been trying to study Burmese pythons. Burmese pythons are not uh, native to America or to Florida, but people keep getting them from exotic pet shops and illegal, uh, you know, importation from China. And so they decided that they were going to start catching Burmese pythons and putting trackers in them to see how invasive the species is and, and what their behavior is going to be like on the ecosystem down in Florida. Well, recently they went to track some of these Burmese pythons and they found two cases where the snake that they were trying to find was not the snake that they found. They, in fact, found pit vipers, also known down there as the cottonmouth. They found pit vipers had eaten the Burmese pythons with the trackers in them, and, well, the trackers just kind of got stuck inside the new snake, which is a bonus for Florida wildlife officials because they did not know that pit vipers will eat Burmese pythons. So, I mean, really, you were hoping to learn something. Well, you did. You learned that the ecosystem in Florida is actually going to, uh, well, in some cases, take care of itself. They did x-rays on one of the snakes, and you can see the tracker inside the pit viper, but also curled up inside of it is the spine of the other snake that it had eaten. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. You don't want Burmese pythons taking over the Everglades. I'm more scared of the machines or the birds taking over. And, well, that's the gist of this story and my crime story in the next hour. Oh, no. If you're like me, you have a bit of a problem losing your keys. Okay. Well, Brandon DeLally of Detroit, Michigan, has gone to an extreme step to keep that from happening. He had his key implanted in his hand. <laughs> he drives a Tesla. Obviously, the Tesla, if the key is close to the door, all you have to do is wave the key, unlocks the door. Okay. He had it implanted in his hand. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Nope, sure doesn't, because when the machines overthrow, yeah, their point device is in your hand. <laughs> Wouldn't be th- That would be weird enough by itself, except for the fact that he's not really a stranger to doing this. Okay. The key for his front door is in his other hand, along with his contact and medical information, including his COVID-19 vaccination status. Wonderful. Stop. Put it in your wallet and go away, Brandon DeLally. Getting a key implanted in your hand. So he had the hand. key fob implanted in his hand. Yep. And for I guess his and house the, is the same way. His yes. house runs on a key fob rather than an actual lock. So all he has to do is get close to the door and the front door unlocks. Because the first thing that came to my mind when you said he had it implanted was like, uh, you remember Inspector Gadget? 
The finger comes off and the key comes out. <laughs> go, go this is one of those Tesla things key. that somebody would walk up to me and say, yeah, my key's implanted in my hand. And I would go, I already don't like you. I don't need to know anything else about you. <laughs> I, I, I'm, you trust the government and machines way too much. Let me guess, you got a bird as a pet, don't you? This is Squawky. He's my friend. Mm-hmm. You'll be the first one to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The more you know. Uh, NFL training camps and preseason all winding down. This is the last week of the NFL preseason. We got the action kicking off tonight. We got the Chiefs and the Packers. And this is this should be a dress rehearsal for both teams. Yeah, but you as you, much you as you're going to see a dress rehearsal. I was going to say you've said you said that about games last week, and I don't think there was a soul who played last week. Oh no, a lot of people played. This didn't play much. Apparently, the third game is going to be, for the teams that are going to do it, this will be the dress rehearsal game. Mm -hmm. I will have picks for both of those games at the end of the next hour. Excellent. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say 15-2 and against the spread the preseason. What more could you possibly ask for? You got the Chiefs and the Packers and the 49ers and the Houston Texans tonight. So what have we learned about NFC teams during this preseason, other than Aaron Donald's getting ready to get smacked with a suspension. Yeah, it's not going to be good. Well, you have to ask me a team. Uh, there are 16 teams in the conference. Okay. Well, it's, uh, it's not just a broad, well, you know, you know what I learned? We should probably stop doing joint practices. I would agree with that. That's the, there, There's the broad one. I would agree with that, uh, namely because I'm selfish and I want to see somebody I know play in the preseason. And I think the joint practices oh, that's, are a reason that's that we haven't unwound. seen guys play. Uh, that's probably part of it, but even if they take those away. I, I think the, the preseason has jumped the shark. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you this, I'm not the only one that has just absolutely eviscerated this preseason. That is one way to accelerate this. When Vegas starts getting just throttled by it, and they are, mm -hmm. that's another thing where, okay, let's let's stop doing this. All right, let's take the LA Rams. First off, def the defending Super Bowl champions. What have you learned about them in this preseason despite them not showing? That they played absolutely no one. Right. Uh, I've learned that if a kid with the last name Durant wears the number 14 jersey, he'll trend on Twitter. Look, it's it's Kevin's little brother. No, no, it's not. No. I mean, there's not much to glean from the Rams. If I had to take one away, their running back room is weird. I trust zero running backs for the LA Rams. Not even Cam, Cam Akers, Akers. I don't care. I trust none of them. That rotation has been bizarre, and that's putting it nicely. Mm -hmm. How about the new york giants i'm really starting to like the giants the more that time goes on but why i'm just seeing little bursts of things you know the, the Kayvon thibodeau injury has been the story of the preseason mm -hmm. the way the offense runs it, it could very easily be a little gimmicky because you've got two receivers that don't really run routes that are going to be in your top three uh, the other thing I've gleaned from the, the Giants, Kenny, Kenny Galladay is done like dinner. He looks somewhere between 76 and 96 years old. 
Hasn't played much, but when he has, it has been hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Still, I, I don't like the prospects for them this year. I don't. I, I'm warming to the Giants. I, Saquon Barkley. You want to take away Saquon? Saquon. He's looks falling good. in every fantasy draft, and I'm telling you, he'll be better than you think. Saquon looks good. Kenny Galladay, not so much. Stay in the East. Give me the Washington Commanders. What's your take on uh, what have you learned about them? Uh, I will say the same thing about them that I said about the Rams. Their running back room is going to be a little strange, but R-E-L-A-X. I have seen people just ready to jump off bridges about Antonio Gibson. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell the same stat that I told two weeks ago. How many running backs in the NFL had more touches than Antonio Gibson last year? Three. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like he wasn't fumbling last year. This is not a new problem. Calm down about about Brian Robinson. Calm down about J.D. McKissick. Antonio Gibson is going to be fine. Minnesota Vikings. I think the defense is better than people let on. I, I know uh, somebody in the YouTube comments said Colin Cowherd had them pegged to go 13-4. and four. That's insane. Where Colin was wrong. Right. The other thing I've learned, uh, your backup quarterbacks were bad, 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 but bad, bad. When you're relying on Nick Mullins. When you have to in. go trade for a backup because the two of them were so collectively terrible that you felt like if Kirk Cousins went down, you'd be the worst team in the NFL. That is frightening. New Orleans Saints. I like this offense. I like this offense. I like this offense. Mm-hmm. And I am going to heap praise on it until the end of time. But if I have to say something mean, Ian Book is the worst player in the NFL, and it is not all that close. <laughs> I'm convinced Ian Book does not belong in the USFL, let alone the NFL. Wow. He is horrid. That's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Jameis Winston uh, today saying he's ready to go right now. He is ready to go. And I, and I don't really I have any I don't have any fear with Jameis Winston. I think he's going to have a big season. I do. San Francisco 49ers. Trey Lance is a dude. Trey Lance is a dude. He's a dog. And even if he's not super accurate, be very, very careful what you believe. Watch the games. It's not that hard to figure out. Mm -hmm. Plus, that defensive line has an extra player. Javon Kenlaw is exactly what I told you he was when he was drafted. I don't know if he was hurt. He did have some health issues. He has been tremendously good through through two preseason games we'll see uh this other team from the nfc north tonight the green bay packers you better hope romeo dubs is everything he has been billed to be still haven't seen christian watson it, this is really going to fall on romeo dubs and the few veterans you have in that room mm-hmm. now with aaron Rodgers, i've said this before i don't really care but Romeo Dubs is the only one of these guys that has really shown to have big play potential. And now he has gotten to a point that so many people are on him that he almost cannot pay off value-wise. How much of a different level is Aaron Rodgers on? Did you see this? Sammy Watkins said that Pat, playing with Patrick Mahomes was great, but Aaron is just on a whole nother level. It's so stupid. Stupid? It's so stupid. Okay. What do you think he's going to say? Well, you know, Aaron's fine because he's my quarterback now, but man, Pat, he was the, he was that dude. <laughs> no, you just don't have to say anything. 
We all know. No, Why you're would gonna you throw that You're going to prop up your quarterback now. It's exactly what you're going to do. It happens time and time and time and time again. Everybody lost their minds about Devontae Adams talking about Derek Carr going from one Hall of Famer to another. When one talks about his former quarterback at the expense of his current, then call me. Then call me. All right. Oh, let's stay in the North. Tell me what you've learned about the Detroit Lions. The offense is good. The offense is good. It's deep. They have about seven. I'll be honest with you. There were a couple wide receivers that I almost mentioned with Detroit in the trade thing we did last hour. They have about seven receivers. Mm-hmm. And so the more I'm looking at this, the more that offense is that offense is going to be good. That offense is going to be. Now, defensively, you may not be able to stop, stop a nosebleed with a roll of paper towels, but you're going to be able to score. But at least, exactly. Uh, at least you're going to be able to keep up on the scoreboard dallas cowboys oh uh, what more you want bad 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 but bad bad you want me to say something nice your kicker turner seems pretty good Cavante turpin and that's a good thing because you're gonna give him a lot of work <laughs> uh philadelphia eagles and i said i heard you say this earlier uh, earlier on that may be the best defensive line in the nfl mm-hmm. jordan davis is everything he was billed to be and that defense is going to be better than people think. I've, I'll go one step further. I am more convinced the Philadelphia Eagles win their division than any team in the NFL. Green Bay Packers, Buffalo Bills, I don't care. I am more convinced of Philadelphia than I am any team in the league. Wow. You could Put give, them over Buffalo. That's big. I would take two and a half games with Philadelphia. that They're clear of everybody else, mm-hmm. and I'll take the over. Okay. Winning it in a walk, apparently. It is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We'll get what we've learned about the other NFC teams up next. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. 
the sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. It's ESPN Asheville, and yes, the NFL season is just around the corner. Jeremy Green giving us the takeaways from the preseason of the NFC. We'll do the AFC next hour, so don't worry. Your team's coming up as well. But first, we got to go with the local team, the Carolina Panthers. What have we learned? The offensive line's going to be a problem. It's better, but there is no cohesiveness whatsoever. I mean, you got Matt Corral killed. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think it's suspicious that you had a season-ending injury to a quarterback that I was not 95% sure was going to make this team? Call me a conspiracy theorist, but you're going to have to figure out some combination with this line that gives Baker any ability to succeed. If he's running for his life, which he's never really had to do before, mm-hmm. it, it could be worse than people are letting on. Defense, defense is fine. Defense is fine. I have no issue with the playmakers. I think all that's going to be fine. This offensive line's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I started getting suspicious about it when Aquanu was not slotted in with the first team until about 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Y- you got to have some kind of cohesiveness. I, and this is one of the problems I have with Matt Rule. He treats teams like they're college teams. You don't have 130 players. This is not just interchangeable pieces. This is important. It is important that the left tackle is the left tackle and the left guard is the left guard and these guys get reps together. I have seen about 14 different combinations of offensive line and they have not been in large part good. Mm -hmm. The offensive line has been so in flux. I think it should be expected that it's going to be a little rocky to start out. I still think this is going to be a better line than it was last year. I would agree with that. I just want to see one cohesive five-man lineup for mm-hmm. more than 15 seconds. What have we learned that we didn't know about the Chicago Bears? Velas Jones may be the best player they've had since Devin Hester with the ball in his hands. Seriously? Yes. He is tremendously good with the ball in his hands. The problem is he has the same problem that uh, the player I compared him to on draft night had, Cordero Patterson. Mm-hmm. You have to generate the touches because he can't really do anything to get open. He doesn't run routes well. He had a uh, a punt return the other night and a kick return. You'll be fine there. Again, going to get a lot of work, so that's a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to find a way to generate his touches, but that kid can play. Anything uh, anything trip you about uh, the Tevin Jenkins, Roquan Smith sagas? Not really. Uh, the Tevin Jenkins thing seems to have kind of bled away. Roquan, like I said in the first hour, I don't think you're going to get what you're asking for, so you're going to have to find some way to patch things up and get along. Right. How about the Arizona Cardinals? They haven't played many guys in the preseason. That team's just a dumpster fire. Even watching them in the preseason, you got Kyler Murray calling plays. Like, would any reputable coach do that? No. No. Well, we wanted Kyler to really understand what it's like. That's That's still telling me that you don't trust this guy is this part of his work study program i I guess i I just look at the cardinals and that's a team that i I feel pretty confident i know what they are and i feel like their season's going to be a lot like their uh the 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 promo on hbo for their in-season hard knocks just cliff kingsbury sitting there saying nothing brilliant promo guys Uh, the tampa bay buccaneers uh you need to put tom brady in bubble wrap yep yeah we do 
Yeah, we do. Tom should not literally be allowed to walk out of the facility on his own power. You should put him on a gurney and carry him out in bubble wrap because your backup quarterbacks are terrible and you're running out of offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. Which makes me question the whole, uh, hey, Tom Brady's going to start in the game against the Colts. Do we need to? I will say, if I'm going to say something nice, there have been some nice young standouts defensively. Mm -hmm. Most of them in the front seven, not so much the back four. But there have been some players that I could see making the back half of the roster and some talent there all right save the worst for last the atlanta falcons i i don't think you're gonna believe what's getting ready to come out of my mouth this team's not good there's, there's no misgiving there I to say completely believe that i fully believe in arthur smith really i watched every second of the game against the jets and now look the jets played virtually no one Kyle Pitts, ooh, Kyle Pitts, hey, with 52 yards. Yeah, it was on Bryce Hall, who I, I'm pretty sure has just given up his, uh, uh, all right, I'm the four now, I don't care. Right. God, he was bad. That was as bad a game as I have ever seen a player have in the preseason. I like Bryce Hall, but ooh, buddy. I believe in Arthur Smith. I think Arthur Smith is the right guy to turn that to turn that franchise around. And you could see it from the first second of that game to the last second. And he never stopped and how quickly do you think they can be a threat to the other teams in this division i i think you still have a problem at quarterback uh, I, look atlanta's a team that i have said uh, Mar- mariota is a bridge i do not buy desmond ritter i i haven't and i never will and he has shown me nothing to change that i feel like they're going to pick in the top three next year probably behind seattle probably behind chicago one of those teams is going to take will anderson and I think the Falcons will take a quarterback, and two years from now, they will look drastically different. Seattle Seahawks. There's just not a lot of nice for me to say about Seattle. I, the offensive line has – the game against Chicago, you watch that, that doesn't even look like an NFL franchise. Mm-hmm. Seattle may be taking my advice too far because that was putridly bad. It's going to be lumpy. If they can figure the one thing I'll give Pete Carroll is the exact same thing I dinged Matt Rule on. He put Charles Cross in at the left, Abraham Lucas on the right. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. You're our guys. Go figure it out. I'll give him that. Pete's still a great coach. That team just has a huge, huge talent deficiency. Stick with us here in the Sportsocracy after the Sports Center update. We are going to do the daily draft to kick off the third hour. Jeremy and I will be drafting teams that we believe are going to go over their win totals in Vegas. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the third hour of the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. And we're always live in the Ingalls studio, Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices. Love the savings. We are heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. 
and also go into the link uh, or into the description of this video click on the link to join the battle for the belt the belt is very sweet it is the prize pack is very sweet uh brian haynes and i and you will be doing the fantasy football half Half marathon. marathon all right we're not eddie fox all right we we got big segments all right so we we can't do 24 hours because one of us might die. Right. Uh, but we will be all day fantasy football. We want to get a lot of people signed up for this on Saturday. Super chats, all of those things count. We will explain all of the rules of the Battle of the Belts. I've been asked that a lot. It's really not that intricate, but we'll explain it Saturday. Looking very forward to it. Brian Haynes actually texted me in the break. Uh, very excited yes. to be back on camera. Yes. And we're excited to have him. We are indeed. So it's going to be 9 to 9 on Saturday on the YouTube stream. So go ahead and subscribe to the channel now so you'll get the alert first thing in the morning when you wake up on Saturday. Uh, And you get a double dip of Brian Haynes this week because he and I start the Uncensored Morning Show Wednesday. Nice. Wednesday. So if you have been clamoring for the Uncensored content, here it comes with the two more vulgar of us. At the top of the third hour of the program, as we do each and every day, it's daily draft time here in the sportsocracy. And, uh, you know, with the season right around the corner. Well, I mean, now we're to the end of the preseason. Mm -hmm. As you said, we've learned some, but maybe not all. Not a lot. I feel like now there are a slew of over-under win totals that are just horrid. Horrid. So today, we'll pick teams that we both think are going to go over. Over. All right, we'll do the unders tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll do the unders. Okay. Uh, Dallas Cowboys will be a first-round pick, I promise you. Calling my shot now, because if Tank doesn't take them, I will. All right, so Jeremy, you got first pick. Today, who is the one team that you are absolutely sold is going over their win-loss projection for the season? I don't just think they're going to go over it. I think they're going to eviscerate it. Eviscerate it. And it is the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. I don't know the now words. Now that you're on the Philadelphia bandwagon, I don't think I want them to uh, to fail more than I ever have in their entire existence. You're becoming quite insufferable about your philadelphia eagles oh they're not my philadelphia eagles now they are my philadelphia eagles that will probably pay my mortgage from about february until i don't know august of next year nice i am it's quite a chunk uh, that's a heavy investment let me on put it part. this way uh i need no one to tell hwa how invested i am in the philadelphia <laughs> eagles okay i mean that's that's a lot it's i a lot don't really on- see a deficiency okay i don't i don't see one problem on that team they're in the worst division in the nfl top to bottom Mm -hmm. there is no really dynamic team in that division and the schedule's just not it's just not it's not that bad so how many games do you think they win uh their over under is nine and a half yes i i actively have them at 12 and 5 and i am being harder on them than i should be because i think they're going to go 13 and 4 wow all right We'll see if uh, Jalen Hurts takes the step forward this year and is able to get everything out of A.J. Brown that you believe he can because you love that marriage. Oh, I do. I think it's perfect. 
I, I think it's perfect. Jalen Hurts is my favorite quarterback in fantasy football. A.J. Brown is one of my favorite mid-round values that seems to be going lower for some reason that I don't understand. It's because it's Jalen Hurts. Is he really that much worse of a throw over the football than Ryan Tannehill? They kind of do the same thing. They do kind of do the same thing. But yeah, I would I would say yes. <laughs> you have much more faith in Ryan Tannehill than you do in Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. I don't. Yeah. I think they're very similar. All and that's right. not a shot at Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. It's just a I'm starting to look at Jalen Hurts the way I looked at Lamar Jackson. Would you work everywhere? No. no. But now that they've built an entire system around you, okay. I think it works. Well, Jeremy is the gambling guy, and I do like to gamble. He's always better at projecting these things than I am. But there's your objective should be don't take a team team that's not on my list because okay. I, I have twelve teams on my list. So if you see me roll my eyes, that was one of those teams that, that was one they of were not teams. there. Uh, well, I'm going with the one team that has stood out to me that I look at their win total and go, I feel so much better about this team than Vegas does with a win total of eight and a half that they are going to destroy, it's the Las Vegas Raiders. That is not who I thought you were going to Really? Say. Nope. Really? I don't disagree with you. That team was, they were fourth on my list. Mm -hmm. That means I'm either going to get my two or my three, so. You very well may. I, and look, I like the Raiders. And I think that's a great, mm -hmm. a, a very... The thing that makes me nervous is the division. I still look at the Raiders and just go, you know what? I believe in Patrick Graham. I think Josh McDaniels has a, a bit of a axe to grind, mm -hmm. maybe a chip on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. and, and so I agree. I do like that one. That is not the team that I like the most that's at eight and a half, though. Well, there is another team at eight and a half. There it is. <laughs> I couldn't take them first. I couldn't take them first. I mean... You give me two teams that I absolutely hate. One I was falsely accused of hating last year, and the other one—I mean—it wasn't a false hate. It was a false hate. It's false hate. But this one is a true hate. But I don't think you can deny what that team is and what's on this team. And I have a lot of faith in their quarterback this year. So again, a team that I think is going to surpass eight and a half wins this year—it's New Orleans Saints. There you go. That's the one I thought you were talking about. They were the only team I even considered not taking Philadelphia. If Jameis Winston has a decent year this year, say he cuts down on turnovers, obviously I don't think he's – I hope I hope anyway that he has learned not to turn the ball over 45 times in one season. If he cuts back on that and can still be as as good of a thrower down the field as he was in Tampa, I don't think twelve wins is a bridge too far for this team, and it could be more. They're one of the only real competitive teams that never plays three good teams in a row. The toughest stretch of their schedule is Raiders Ravens in back to back weeks, mm -hmm. and guess what? both in new orleans which is going to be like a that. difficult place to play yeah you're gonna like that a lot they 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 got a lot of benefits on the schedule now there is a there is a stretch that i forgot about rams 49ers bucks that is a yeah that's gonna that's be an ugly three-game stretch other than that you don't really ever play more than two good teams in a row mm -hmm. so i i like the saints a lot now 
what you have done is allowed two teams that I am very high on to fall right into my lap. The first one, I'm not going to say that I'm more confident they win the division than the Bills. But in terms of my confidence of who wins their division, the Eagles are one, mm-hmm. the Bills are two, mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Colts are three. I do not see a way this team does not – I mean, the, the the line's at nine and a half. You're going to destroy that. Are they, though? Tell me how they don't. Tell me how they don't. Look at the schedule. All right, so you get you get two with Houston. Mm-hmm. Without even looking at it, I know you get two with Houston, two with Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And you've got a little bit of a, we'll call it be in your bonnet about Jacksonville from last year. For me, that's four wins. Okay. To get to 10, all you have to do, split with the Titans, beat three of the dogwater teams in the NFC East, catch the Patriots. That's it? That's nine. Okay. That's nine. And, and there's not a ton of teams that I'm looking at going, oh, you know, I feel that bad about that, that Raiders team you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in Vegas. That's a toss-up game. I like both of those teams pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. And that's not a slight of the Raiders. That's just me saying how much I like the Colts. And you look at how the Colts are going to win games. The defense is good. I think now adding Yannick Ngakwe, now you got a pass rusher that actually would scare people. And you're going to run the ball. So when it gets cold, what's going to happen? And I'm just telling you, a game that I've had circled for quite some time as a Jeremy's going to bet this much more aggressively than he should. They play the Steelers in Indianapolis the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I think Pittsburgh is a good team. I fully believe that's a game where you're going to go, whoa. Because it's in Indy. Dome, no weather, that's not what I'm saying. Right. I feel like that's one where you're going to go, man, there is a marked difference between these two. Not a slide at Pittsburgh. I'm just very high on Indianapolis. Okay. Indianapolis to go over their nine and a half win total. Now, I have to get cute in that I got to – I got to get the teams that you might take out of the way. And for once, I get to use my little trick here. Take a short break. Pick that team next. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. 
a premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We are in the middle of the daily draft as we do at the top of the third hour of the program each and every weekday afternoon. And Jeremy, it is your turn again. We're drafting teams that we feel are going to surpass their Vegas line on wins this year. We'll do the unders tomorrow. There's one that's screaming to me, and the events of today have done nothing to make me feel worse about this. It's the San Francisco 49ers. Really? This is going to be kind of a weird statement because I'm projecting here. Mm -hmm. If you're telling me that Aaron Donald is going to miss half of this season, it's a projection. I I don't see how you're not going to do it. That video coming out is about as damning as it could possibly be. So you're going to have to punish him somehow. I can't believe it's going to be less than what Miles Garrett got. No. If you tell me Aaron Donald does not play half of this year, I'll take the 49ers to win that division. Really? I will. He makes that much of a difference for the defense. Well, my question would be, if if there's no Aaron Donald, even if it's for just half the year, does that not change how you look at Buffalo? So they play week one. Mm-hmm. Does it not change how you look at when they go to San Francisco in week four? Yeah. Both games against San Francisco are in those first eight games. Mm-hmm. You lose them both, you lose the tiebreaker. Now you're going to have to beat them outright. And if you don't have him, I'm not real sure how you're going to get pass rush. I mean, Leonard Floyd, that's adorable. Uh, it, it makes a, It's a lot easier for Leonard Floyd to do what he does behind Aaron Donald than it is behind, oh, I don't know, let's go with Sean Robinson. Mm-hmm. Certainly because I don't know which one of the other guys are going to make the roster. So, right. Not the deepest team I've ever seen. Right. And I believed in San Francisco anyway. I really like the offense. I said it earlier that I think the defensive line, Javon Kinlaw showing that he was what they drafted him to be, means the interior of that line is going to be really difficult. Mm-hmm. Good pass rushers. I liked everything they did in the offseason, and I believe in Trey Lance. San Francisco 49ers to go over – Nine and a half wins on this season. I don't think that's too far afield, especially with especially with the reports and the and, and everything about Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to have bumps in the road, no doubt, obviously. But I mean those those special plays, we could see a whole lot more of them. Well, I mean, and another element that you do have to at least somewhat acknowledge with the Forty ers Probably no team in the first, in the 
NFL that within their first six games plays more bad teams than San Francisco does. Mm -hmm. You open with the Bears, the Seahawks, then you get the Panthers and the Falcons to end that six-game stretch. Yeah, you have the Broncos and the Rams in the middle, but if it's an Aaron Donald as Rams, I look at that team different, and I don't buy the Broncos that much anyway. Right. Okay. All right. Not that they're not good, just not they're, that they're as good as they are being advertised to me. Gotcha. Over-unders are hard for me because, you know, Vegas just puts those numbers in that, in that very special place that you go, eh, I don't know. Well, they don't have gold fixtures for no reason. Well, that's true. That's absolutely true. So I'm trying to scour here to see who no doubt I think is going to go over, and I don't know that there are any many no doubters yet but to me there is one i have one no doubter left and you're gonna you're you're you may not kill me for this but i may get killed for this by others it's the detroit lions no six and a half wins are you kidding me all right look we believe in the defense we, we believe in the offense the defense is gonna struggle as it has but i mean i'm Aiden Hutchinson comes in. He makes a little bit of a, a little bit of a more improvement in the pass rush there. And then you just you look at their schedule, and they have games against the Panthers and the Jets, and obviously the Bears twice. You got the Giants on that schedule, who I don't believe in. Jacksonville could be a winnable game. It's going to be a hell of a shootout game. I I I thought I could hide them, and you would not have the. <sighs> fortitude to take them no. because that's not for the weak at heart no it's not i mean six and a half is it might it, it might be a lot for a team that uh you know that, that defensively may not be very good they may not but they're gonna have the offense offensively they're gonna be they're going to be terrifying indeed and they're they're a motivated crew i've been watching the uh hard knocks and I, this team just has that fire that i go you know what this might be this might be the year. They're not going to contend for their division. But six and a half seems very, very low. I will not be shocked if they finish second in the NFC North. I know that sounds insane. Ahead of the Minnesota Vikings. I won't be shocked. Okay. All right. I don't know that I believe that much in them. I didn't say I was that I was wagering it. I said I would not be shocked if that's how that went. But if you hit I would be shocked if they finished behind the Bears. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Would not be shocked if they finished ahead of the Vikings. And I want to do it again. I want to take another six and a half team. It's not going to be that one, though. I wouldn't. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, over six and a half wins, I think they can do it. And you know me, I'm a, I'm a big believer in Doug Peterson. They've got the offensive weapons. I think the defense is going to be better than we expect them to be they did pull off a couple of wins last year that nobody was expecting them to to, to pull off and i think if you get one surprise win with the teams that are on your current schedule you can go seven wins that was one that i i looked it was on the list they were going to be my last selection because mm -hmm. there's two you left that make absolutely zero sense to me zero sense okay tell me i'll put it this way this will be my fourth pick mm -hmm. you have one of my top five mm -hmm. my fifth team is still sitting here 
and it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. When was the last time you saw Pittsburgh at seven and a half? Mm-hmm. There are seven teams in the NFL with a lower number than theirs. They're tied with a couple. And I understand the schedule's daunting. Two words, Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. His next season below 500 will be his first. Yes. I don't even need him to go above 500. I didn't even get to eight. I think Trubisky starts, even if he doesn't. Kenny Pickett's fine. That's going to be a – I mean, they're not going to be fun to watch. No. Be gross, run the ball, play good defense. I, I'm not going to doubt the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. I'm not. Now, when you get further that high on your list, you can take a bit of a shot. Right, right. This might be the most surprising team I could say right here. The Atlanta Falcons. Nope. No. Atlanta, if you get to 5-12, and 12, you should make Arthur Smith the mayor of Atlanta. <laughs> the team's just bad. Yeah. We've talked a lot about their division today. They're at the same win total number as a team that you don't believe in at all. Mm-mm. It's the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. All I got to do is get to eight. Yep. I'm fine with that. Not a, I think I'm, it's the second best team in that division. Again, not a believer. I don't think they're the second best team in that division, although the Dallas Cowboys are they're falling apart. They're falling apart. So oh, yeah, quickly. there's been a lot of uh, chatter in the YouTube comments of, uh, you ready to sell on that cowboy thing yet? Because no. you really should be. No. Yeah, you really should be. <laughs> no, because I still think they're better than the Giants and the Commanders. I don't. And I'll play the same game with the uh, I'll play the same game with the Commanders as I did with the Cowboys. Name me the position they're better. Mm-hmm. Receivers, not even close. Offensive line, no shot. Defensive line, no shot. Well, you're better at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. Sell me on how good your kicker is, because that's about how much I care. Right. Secondary, I win. I like this Washington team, and this is a hill I'll die on. I, I don't care. I, now, I don't think they're going <laughs> to blow it out of the water. I would say your high side's probably 9 and 8. Your low side's probably 7 and 10. Okay. So you're flirting with that 7.5. If I think your floor is half a game below what your total is, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Okay. Fair enough. All and right, now so I feel like got... I have left you nothing. No, you haven't. Because my undrafted free agent team, thats uh, it, I, I, I feel very sure you're not going to take them. Then I will take the team that I continue to rave about. It's hard to explain how they're going to, with the t- tough division that they're in, how they're going to get past the ten and a half games line that they have right now, but it's the Los Angeles Chargers. If I'm wagering on one team that is at that ten win mark or higher, I think it's Los Angeles. Buffalo's not bad, but they're at eleven and a half, and I could you know I'm just I'm fading that at the moment. But the Chargers. I am so sure that we're not going to take the same team. I will let you just say yours. Carolina Panthers. Give them to me. If the other team that I had was not on the board, that would have probably been my choice. Mm -hmm. Six and a half for the Carolina Panthers. If all goes well. 
if Baker can play the absolute best he can and the offensive line is as good on paper or as good on the field as I think they are on paper, the defense is going to be great. Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. I don't think seven wins is too far. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. But there is one that is lower Mm -hmm. that I feel – I, I stop. I, I look. You're I'm not, not. You're not. I'm do not it. telling you that we're that, that this team's going to win. You know, eight games. Hmm. Just saying they're going to. I believe they will beat the five and a half that they have been prognosticated for. We know who it is, and it's the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. The 2027 Super Bowl champions. Five and a half is just too low. It's too low. It's not though. You're bad. It's not. It's too low. That number is too low. That t- you're with the Seahawks. That's the only team tied with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Think about what I just said. Seahawks under, by the way. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Might be my first round pick. It's hard tomorrow. for me to throw high numbers in, in, in a game like this. Right. I mean, if you notice, none of mine were over nine and a half. No. Just because it's hard for me to... It, so many things have to go right for you to go for things to go that way mm-hmm. i got chicago seattle those are the only two games on your schedule that i look at and go yeah you're definitely winning those games that's fine and Keep then other than that you're gonna have to sneak one against the dolphins or the patriots or keep uh keep sleeping it's yeah, fine. I will. it's fine i will it's fine you often say, I am the gambling guy. You are. There's a reason for that. All right. There is a reason for that. All right. Uh, that is the Overs Daily Draft. Tomorrow, we will be drafting the teams that we think will go under their win totals for the upcoming season. Uh, Dallas Cowboy fans, you should be here about 501 and a half. Your team won't last long. No. Coming quick off the board. What we've learned in the preseason about the AFC. It's coming up next along with the most important message of the day. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Attention, it's time for the morning announcements. Make sure your parents are aware of the Ingalls Tools for Schools program and ask them to link their Ingalls Advantage card to our school. Remember, you have to do it each year. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. 
Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. In the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, we have one motto that we love to live by, and we like to share this with you each and every afternoon. The most important message of the day, do not do crimes. Crime does not pay, unless you're D.B. Cooper. The only, (laughs) it's the only one. And speaking of heists, there has been a heist. Out in California on I-5, there was a, a truck stop last month that uh, some thieves decided to visit because, well, they, I don't know, maybe they knew what was inside the truck. I'm not sure if it says Brinks on the side of the tractor trailer, but Brinks was doing a major delivery for a big jewelry show in California, and there were millions of and millions of dollars of jewelry on this truck. And at about 2.05 in the morning, the truck stopped, and the driver goes in to get something to eat. There was another driver. There's always two drivers, but the one, he was catching some some Zs in the uh, sleeping compartment. While the one is in the, in the uh, truck stop getting food, And the other one's sleeping. Somebody got into the back of it, cut the thing open, and they stole 22 bags of jewelry. There is no telling, or they're not telling, I guess I should say, just what items were taken. But there is some discrepancy on how much it's worth. Brink says that Tops... This was $10 million worth of jewelry that was stolen. The jewelry stores, of course, claiming it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $100 million. Now, the manifest, there are lawsuits going on right now between Brinks and these jewelers because the jewelers are saying, well, we always write down less than what we put on the truck. I don't know what the purpose of that would be. One store owner says we've always just put down $400,000 regardless of how much we put on there. So there's some, like I said, wide discrepancy on how much was actually stolen. But if it is in the neighborhood of $100 million, it would be one of the biggest heists in U.S. history. 
I just don't understand like how this how how do you do that? And first off, the guy stopped to go pee apparently 15 minutes before he stopped to go get food. The log shows that it was only about a 20 minute span between stops, which sends a major red flag for me. Jeremy, you agree? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking somebody, we're going to find out more about this and there, it may come out that the drivers were in on it or not, who knows, but it just so happens that after you had already made a P stop, then you stop for food 20 minutes later after going about 30 miles and you also parked in the darkest place with the tail or the back end of the truck away from the door. No surveillance footage. It's a lot fishy about this whole heist. But it could be one of the biggest in U.S. history. Monterey, California has a problem. And it's a weird problem. They have a statue. It sits in the town square. And it has now been stolen for a second time. Mm-hmm. It's not the weird part of the story. People steal things all the time. It's what the statue is of. It's a little bronze statue of Dennis the Menace <laughs> that has now been okay. stolen twice. This thing has a bit of a weird hearing, a bit of a weird story. It was placed in the late 90s. It was stolen in October of 2006. Okay. 2007, they put up a replacement. Eight years pass. They find a they find a sta- a Dennis Minnes statue in a scrap metal yard in Orlando. They fly it to Monterey. They figure out it's not theirs. It was apparently outside of a children's hospital. Why? Why did two people have a statue of of a cartoon figure that hasn't been relevant in thirty five years? Don't know. I don't get it. And. I've read this story in nine different places. Nobody ever explains why they have this thing. Mm-hmm. But now they want it back. Nice. Dennis the Menace. Apparently he had to cut it with a uh, uh, some kind of grinder. It was concreted into the ground. Mm-hmm. It's about three feet tall and weighs 125 would, pounds. But why would you want it? I don't know. Hey, look, kids. This is a cartoon character. With no I feet. was your age since anyone cared about. With no feet makes absolutely no sense i was also going to tell a story uh oddly enough also from california san diego county fourteen thousand people without power because crimes were done mm-hmm. and the culprit of that crime a bird it flew into the power grid that's, not a crime. that's how they're going to overthrow the government i'm crime. telling you the more you know it's not crime hashtag birds aren't real that's not crimes whoever was flying the bird 100 crimes <laughs> stop that or you think they got the technology for drones been flying birds for 20 years mm-hmm. the more you know the more you know uh speaking of what we know what have we learned in the preseason of the nfl we talked about what we learned about the nfc teams in the last hour now it's time for the afc teams and you know i'm not saying that i'm throwing a bone out there for my favorite operations manager of all time but I got delivered some great news by one Brian Hall today, so I figured we would just start with his Miami Dolphins. He's gonna he 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 he's he's got me hooked up. We're going to see Tom Brady in October in Charlotte. Cannot wait. 
And I'm taking a long to do nothing but make this as unpleasant as humanly possible. <laughs> uh, the Miami Dolphins are uh, good with bad. The good is I think you actually may have three NFL quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater's been fine. I still maintain this team is better with him than they are with Tua. I have been told maybe I am overlooking Mr. Tua. We shall see. Mm-hmm. Skylar Thompson, the kid out of Kansas State, has been tremendous. The thing that would scare me, you can't run to save your life. So I and maybe I'm I'm lumping all of the Shanahan disciples together because none of them have been able to run. Mm-hmm. I hope for your sake this is a preseason thing. Because the Jets haven't, the 49ers they've been better, but it's still not anything really to jump up and down about. And the Dolphins have been terrible. So I really hope this is just a preseason thing, but the rushing attack in Miami is something you should be nominally worried about. Okay. All right. Tell us about uh, the Cleveland Browns. I, a lot has been made about their receivers. And it's it's Amari Cooper, uh, a rookie, and David Bell, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Mm-hmm. David Bell's been pretty good. Yeah, he has. He's been pretty good. So, I mean, I know it's against twos, but he is showing that some of the concerns that people like me had when he came out, maybe it's not that big a deal. Maybe he is just a guy that you have to manufacture some of the touches. He's not a great route runner, but he has been very productive for the Browns. And I think you undersell DPJ way too much. Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'm going to say you overvalue him, and I think I've got him pegged pretty well. He's fine. (laughs) He's fine. He's fine. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, You believe in this team? I do not. Good news, bad news. Your quarterback situation, I don't think is that big a deal. Bad news, your offensive line is bad, 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 but bad, bad, bad. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you can figure something out between now and the start of the season. But that offensive line is horrendously bad. Is it worse than last year's? Might be. If it's not, it's close. Which is weird because it's virtually the same guys with one actual talented player. Mm -hmm. And you actually brought in two because you have Mason Cole and James Daniels. I'm just going to – I'm going to hope it's a preseason thing, but the offensive line would terrify me if I was a Steelers fan. Let's head down to Jacksonville. Talk about the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. We know the names. We know the players. Are they going to be able to uh, pay off and and win me some games this year? Jacksonville has thrown more of the contributors defensively out there than a lot of other teams, so I feel like people are jumping up and down about, oh, the Badgers are going to be super good. Uh, all right, let's see them against guys that aren't going to be working at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Uh, my takeaway, and this is a little preseason, a little things that I've heard coming out of practice. Trevor Lawrence is not going to take one step forward. He's going to take about nine steps forward. No quarterback in the NFL that I feel better about taking the second-year leap than Trevor Lawrence, and it's not even close. Trayvon Walker's looked really good <laughs> in the preseason. Let's hope I, I he can don't carry disagree. It. Let's hope he can carry it over uh, into the regular season as well. Again, like you said, when he's not playing against guys who are going to be bagging groceries. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Kansas City Chiefs. The offense is not as much of a pause for concern as you think. A lot of people have lost their minds. Well, no, Tyreek Hill. The offense, the offense is fine. It's fine. The thing that still concerns me. I do not know how you're going to stop anybody. Mm-hmm. So, Pat, and I'm going to say this just to have it on the record. There is a, at least a 10% chance Pat Mahomes breaks the record for passing yards in a season because they cannot run at all. 
There is no running back on this team that has looked good. And Ronald Jones may not make this team, which was, is hilarious to me. I was going to say, I heard, I heard somebody talking earlier today about uh, Ronald Jones being on the trade block. Who would want him? He's running behind Pacheco. He's running behind Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Mm-hmm. If he makes that roster, it will just his ability. His greatest ability is his availability. The Tennessee Titans running back not really a problem for them. No, you don't have to worry about running back there. the 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 line scares me a little bit, but they have two players that I really like. It's just there's a lot of yeah buts with this team. Ryan Tannehill good on play action. Yeah, but the right side is up in the air. Whether it's Nick Petit Frere, Dylan Redunds, the second round pick from last year. I worry about everything on offense aside from Derrick Henry. And the fact that I worry about all those things makes me worry about him. Las Vegas Raiders. I I really don't have many things to say negative of them. Their running back room is going to make your head hurt all year long. They must be absolutely dead in the wind in love with Zamir White. Mm Mm-hmm. Cut Kenyon Drake loose. It's not even the cutting Kenyon Drake loose. It's just the way they're using these guys. It's going to be a headache. This is going to be New England 2.0. If you're a fantasy football player, you're planning on checking into our half marathon on Saturday. Avoid Raiders running backs. Like grim death. I don't want any of them. All right, before we take a break, tell us what we've learned about the Baltimore Ravens. Isaiah Likely is a dude. And that thing I told you at the draft, if you're going to see more three tight end sets, I was not wrong. I could see them playing two tight ends or more 85% of the time. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With simple checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Roots and wings. The two greatest gifts any parent can give their kid. But when it's time for them to head off to college, there's also groceries, laundry detergent, notebook paper, ironing instructions, and futons that assemble with parts left over. At Ingalls, we have all the comforts of home right around the corner. We know that life's biggest steps are best taken with faith and trust in the ones you love the most. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. Back here in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. Tomorrow in this segment, you're going to hear Jeremy lose his mind. Week zero picks as college football gets underway once again. We are talking about what we've learned in the preseason with the AFC teams. Your favorite, the New England Patriots, Jeremy. You're going to see what I said about Mike Jones this year. You're going to see what I said about he is limited and it is going to be on full display. And Bill's arrogance about this is going to make it all the more entertaining for me to watch. New York Jets. This is going to pain me to say. 
I'm not sure this team's not better with Joe Flacco than they are with Zach Wilson. Wow. I, I'm not. Why? Zach just trying to do too much? Is he trying to play hero? Look, they haven't played. They played three starters the entirety of that game against Atlanta. The backups are not great, but now the backups backups. Hey, uh, Chris Strebler, <laughs> molded man, fur coat wearing, gold chain loving. Love that guy. I'm hoping he's the third quarterback. Not that anybody cares, but I do. Cincinnati Bengals. Haven't seen a lot from them either. I, I'm warming to the defense. There are just little pieces that I see. That are, they're they're going to be role players. They're going to be special teams guys. This is a better tackling team than they were a year ago. The Denver Broncos. It, it seems to me that I'm going to say the same thing about Denver that I did with Baltimore. I won't be shocked if they run a ton of two tight end sets. With Tim Patrick going down, now I'm looking at your receiving core going, all right, you got K.J. Hamler coming off an injury. Sutton, who everybody in Denver has screamed from the mountaintops how good he is. Mm -hmm. And Jerry Judy that I've heard virtually nothing about. Makes the Greg Dulcich pick make more sense. And I'm not sure that if I if I was targeting a, any receiver for the Denver Broncos not named Cortland Sutton, I'm not sure it's not one of the tight ends. Obviously, Okawebin, I'm first. Yes. Dulcich, very deep, you know, Dynasty Leagues, things like that. But mm -hmm. I think there's going to be more play there for him than people think. The Indianapolis Colts. The back end of that secondary is going to be drastically improved. Uh, Nick Cross, if I had to choose five guys that really jumped off tape, Nick Cross is one of those five. I thought that was a little early when they took him. I could very well, I could very well be wrong. Mm-hmm. And we know what they're getting on the offensive side. I still have questions about the wide receivers, but they'll be able to run the ball like nobody's business. The Los Angeles Chargers. Mark my words that I said this special team's going to be a problem. I mean, a big problem. That is one thing you can glean from preseason because these guys playing special teams in large part are going to be the guys that actually play on special teams for you. Cavante mm -hmm. uh, Turbin had two, two against you. And one of them, there was nobody within an within a stone's throw of him. Special teams going to be a problem. I can see the Chargers being the Packers of, of last year. The Houston Tejans. Not a lot to take away, but there's one thing I'll scream from the mountaintops. Damian Pierce is a dog. If you're doing fantasy drafts, whatever round you think you should take him in, take him two rounds ahead of that. Two rounds ahead of that. I did a draft the, uh, Sunday of last week. I had been sitting there with Damien Pierce at the top of my list for a round going, maybe nobody knows. Maybe nobody. Oh. And, and I wound up out. without him. That hurts. And your Super Bowl champion, Buffalo Bills. They have about a thousand weapons on this team. The defense is going to be very, very, very good. They go five deep at receiver. Mm -hmm. Legit. No doubt. Five deep at receiver. They're going to be impossible to to cover khalil shakir may end up being one of the best value picks in the draft loved him coming in i thought oh he'll sit behind jamison crowder for a year i'm not positive that happens really i'm not sure jamison crowder hasn't been shuffled all the way down to the five because isaiah mckenzie's gotten a ton of love too mm -hmm. that team is going to be terrifying i'll tell you another thing that Asheville police chief uh, david zach told me and i investigated about a 90% chance O.J. Howard doesn't even make this team. Really? 
He hasn't been used in the preseason. Yeah, he's just been he's not he's slow yeah. he's not particularly good mm -hmm. apparently it was just not it was not just a bruce arians uh distaste for him See, that's what i always thought it was he was so incredible in college there was no way that he wasn't going to be a useful tight end in the nfl but maybe maybe not maybe he's just bruce one of those failure to launch players they, they had all the talent in the world and it just never translated yep you are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Tomorrow's the big day. Tomorrow's the day. We are going to have all of the picks for week zero in college football. Nebraska, Northwestern, and Ireland. What more could you possibly want? You'll want to tune in to hear Jeremy lose his mind as the college football season kicks off. We'll have... Uh, you know, college football previews. We'll have more on the Aaron Donald stuff because I guarantee you're going to hear it if you're just joining us. Aaron Donald swinging helmets at Bengals during joint practices today. You can guarantee the NFL will be weighing in on this one pretty, pretty quickly. In the meantime, have a great evening. Enjoy the two NFL preseason games tonight. We'll see you back here in the Ingalls studio tomorrow at 3.